everybody have a joke to make? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, they call me two, Tommy Two Claps because I always clap them cheeks twice. I feel like we did this one literally last podcast. I don't think we did. I, th- I put it in the podcast. I think we did. No way, bro. <laughs> I put it in the podcast because you did this exact no same joke. No way! No! I... And you know what's going to happen now, my good friend, Tiago? <laughs> this is going in the podcast, <laughs> I, have, I have no memory of this. I don't believe that. I listened to the pod. <laughs> I, me too, buddy. Me too. <laughs> God damn it. All right, fine. Fuck it. It's a, it was at the very end of the last podcast oh, i put it after the credits music oh a little bonus bonus end bit all right well let's let's <laughs> let's go to court Welcome to Updated Autopsy Report, a podcast from Yotsuben and Friends, where we replay the entire Ace Attorney series with longtime fans and newcomers. I'm your host, Ben, and with me today is Desi. Hello. And two friends of ours, Tiago. Yeah. And Rose. Hi. If you're a first-time listener, Desi and I are the longtime fans, and Rose and Tiago are the newcomers. We hope that through both of our perspectives as we play through the series, it'll reveal new details and provide interesting commentary for a series that's near and dear to us. Today, we have all played through the first half of Case 3-5, titled Bridge to the Turnabout. This is the fifth and final case of Ace Attorney Trials and Tribulations, and we are splitting this one up over two episodes here uh, because we thought, well, with the final case of the uh, game that this is, uh, that it felt uh, suitable to give it a little bit more time and then also include some thoughts on the trilogy as a whole uh, next episode. So today, uh, this case is broken up in uh, four segments, an investigation phase, a courtroom phase, and then another investigation phase and a final courtroom phase. Uh, for the summary here, uh, we are introduced to Maya and Pearl uh, showing up at Phoenix's office showing uh, him a copy of the Occult magazine uh, that features Hazakura Temple and says, well, guess what, Phoenix? We booked a ticket to the temple's special course, a training session that would uh, put them through uh, like cold weather and meditating under a waterfall uh, and all this uh, intense, like, you know, uh, exercise and training to make them a better spirit medium. Uh, hard to tell if it's a scam. Uh, it sounds a little scammy. And Phoenix doesn't want to go because it's cold. Uh, he's like, absolutely not. But once he takes a closer look at the magazine that they show him, he sees two shrine maidens there. And one of them, uh, in this photograph looks exactly like Dahlia Hawthorne. And he goes, uh, all right, I'm in. I changed my mind. I'll chaperone you guys here. (laughs) Uh, so they go to Hazakura Temple. They take up the uh, they take the tickets and meet uh, Bikini, the head nun. Um, we get lots of jokes about her name. 
Uh, and we also meet the children's book author, Elise Dunim, uh, or Donim, uh, a.k.a. Sue Donim, <laughs> I, is, oh I assume, the pun wow. going on here. What? Why is it? Wait, where's the Sue, though? I'm just saying, pay attention, uh, pay attention to stuff in the future. I'm pretty sure that that's where we're going with this pun, because I don't know how else you make Donim work I thought, as a last name. I thought it was like French for two name or something, but uh, also... It, it is. I'm pretty sure it is, because... Do you... It, do you... My, my high school French, yeah. At least you... Disneyum or whatever the fuck. <laughs> they call Don't me. Yeah. Me on they that. call me at least two names. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. French yep. people feel free to bully me. I know. Fr- French people, if you bully me, I'm coming for you. <laughs> uh, Pearl is overjoyed to uh, meet this woman because she is. Uh, she's read all of her books. Uh, thinks uh, she is just incredible. And uh, Elise is like, "Well, it's so great to meet a fan. Would you like to read a book tonight?" Uh, in addition, uh, while they're here, uh, Wright meets, uh, Larry Butts, or should I say, uh, Loris Donim, uh, as he insists that he has changed his name to, uh, and he is studying under, uh, Elise as a, uh, like a, an apprentice or, or like another artist here. And, uh, then they also visit the, uh, inner temple, which is across Dusky Bridge uh to the other side of the valley and that's and Maya goes over there and they take a look at the uh this like the room where she'll be doing some of her training uh over you know later that night uh so all that to say they get their dinner everybody hangs out for a little bit uh Phoenix uh briefly meets uh the woman who looks like Dahlia Hawthorne who says that she is not that person she is Iris She's never met right before, she swears. Uh, and uh, then after they have their dinner later that evening, uh, they realize that Pearl never went to go read books with Elise. And they're like, okay, well, we better look for Pearl. Uh, Phoenix meets Iris in the main hall and tries to pry a little bit about what's going on and why she looks so similar to Dahlia. And uh, a whole bunch of psyche locks show up <laughs> and lock that down. And lastly, then they find, uh, as they ru- as they run around look for Pearl, they find Elise uh, Elise's body uh, stabbed by the Shichishito uh, sword with the statue of Amifei out in the courtyard, uh, face down in the snow. So Phoenix runs down to the uh, payphone that is near the bridge and discovers that the bridge is on fire. Uh, and Larry is there uh, just kind of staring at it <laughs> in shock. Phoenix realizes that uh, Maya is on the other side of this bridge and is very, very scared for her. So he runs across the bridge while it's on fire and it collapses under him and he falls into the icy river below. Uh, and uh, then we cut to black. And he and he died. The end of the trilogy. Yeah. yeah and that's it. Phoenix <laughs> right trilogy over. <laughs> that's how it that's how it ended. Uh the reason Phoenix ran across this bridge is a little shaky. He says, oh no, the killer could have escaped across the bridge beforehand, and they could be near Maya, so I gotta check on Maya. Uh, you know. He went into the inner sanctum thing across 
from I mean, on the other end of the bridge. Right. It's not not completely un- unreasonable, but also it's a very big leap to make to then also cross a f- fiery burning bridge at the same time. I, I could see like, you know, because when you're you're stressed, your brain can like fixate on an idea. So like I could see that. Sure. Uh, it's not like the best, but I could if you think that's what happened, you might do something <laughs> stupid without stopping right. to consider like would they actually do that? Uh, and so as the screen cuts to black, then we get a few moments, a uh, game pausing, and then you hear phone ringing. Uh, and Miles Edgeworth picks up his phone late at night with, uh, <laughs> and on the other end is Larry screaming at him that uh, Phoenix's life is in danger and he might already be dead and you've got to get over here right now. Uh, so Edgeworth charters a private jet <laughs> immediately to fly back across a, the ocean in like 30 seconds, dunce. like so uh, fast to, to get over here. He's very uh, so, uh, yeah, as we then you get a brief save point and you come back into a new segment and you notice a few things. Uh, you might notice a few things different about the uh, menu of the game. Oh, yeah, you do. Uh, <laughs> on the bottom half the graphic is instead of phoenix it is now edgeworth and for the next entire investigation segment here surprise you're playing as edgeworth uh phoenix is in the hospital he gives all of his paperwork and documents that he's gotten so far all your evidence that you've collected in the first little bit there to edgeworth including the uh magatama <laughs> and edgeworth is like what the fuck is this phoenix said it lets you like see people's lies and i don't know what the hell he was talking about <laughs> this seems insane i but i believe him <laughs> of course and uh and uh and yeah and then larry's like you gotta defend iris because she's been accused of killing elise you gotta defend iris and edgeworth is like i'm not a defense attorney i'm a prosecutor i can't just go walk into court and start you know defending somebody and larry's like don't worry about it somebody just also recently used a paper attorney's badge to get into court and it was it was easy so don't worry i'm sure it'll be fine for you too just commit a few crimes uh, edgeworth you've done it before yeah so point taken uh edgeworth then begins his investigation uh he immediately uh gets the right idea of how to utilize the magatama uh by asking uh iris did you kill anybody <laughs> and no locks appear um, he also calls them psycho locks. Yes, he also keeps calling them psycho locks instead of psyche it's locks, very which is cute. very funny. Uh, before I forget, I wanted to address the fact that I'm playing on the Nintendo Switch. I don't get a cool graphic with uh, Miles Edgeworth at the bottom. You oh, don't? okay, so it was a real surprise. I, it's, oh, a, it's a surprise to me, because... Uh, you said you're playing the one on the Switch. I'm playing that's it on so, the Switch. That's so sad. I like... Um, <laughs> I I guess there's more to say, but real quick, I want to interject. I like that Miles Edgeworth's description for items are different than uh, Phoenix Wright's. Because he's like, yes. Look at the, oh, it's an attorney badge. Who's Phoenix gave it to me, I guess. And yeah. like, right. shit like that. And it's like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't. Yeah. I didn't think about that. You only have one screen. Of course, you don't have the same thing. Of course, I don't have the same thing. I'm different. Yeah, there's the I'm on bad. the DS version. Yeah, there's a big button on the bottom. Uh, and when you that you tap to advance text. And the ba- uh, the button has a faded, like, shadow of Phoenix Wright's silhouette on it. But when you're playing as Edgeworth, it has a small faded silhouette of Edgeworth instead. And so same, it's, it's same just a you, subtle thing. Same it's when not... you play Mia. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah. When you're playing as Mia, it's it's her graphic down there. Oh so. shit, Mia also gets a different one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's her. Yeah, it's yeah, how you know who you're playing as, I guess. Well, shit. <laughs> and like I said, it's something really small, but uh, they they do customize things ever so slightly for each character. Um, so yeah, uh, Edgeworth starts hitting the pavement, and he meets up with Gumshoe, and they start doing a bunch of investigation work to figure out what happened to Elise. There seems to be some, uh, you know, uh, disagreements about what happened to her body because it seems like it fell two stories, you know, like fell a story uh, and then was stabbed. Uh, And so you're dealing with some of that. You're also trying to figure out what happened with this uh, snowmobile because you notice that the snowmobile was moved. Uh, And then also Larry keeps hiding something from you. He's clearly saw something, but he doesn't want to talk about it. Uh, and he's got multiple psycho locks <laughs> on him uh, that you cannot break uh, during the investigation phase. And instead, you have to get to the court segment. And once you get to the court segment, you have to, after breaking down some of the uh, earlier testimony from Bikini about different timings of who went where in this uh, whole, you know, uh, temple and the and across the bridge and who came back when because Iris said that she never went to the inner temple but Bikini swears that she saw her uh come back so what's up with that discrepancy uh and uh and then lastly also you get to finally drag Larry out onto the stand and say okay I'm going to finally get you to reveal what you saw Larry and uh he's like okay well guess what I made a drawing of it so here's my drawing, and what it is is a bridge with an illustration of somebody seemingly flying over the bridge as flames <laughs> lick around the whole thing, uh, and it's a little figure uh, that appears to be Iris, uh, like with the little, you know, uh, nun's hood on, uh, kind of soaring over this bridge, <laughs> and everybody's like, what the fuck? And Larry's like, I swear, she flew. Uh, <laughs> I, so like... And everybody's like, okay... And the judge is like, all right, this is nuts. We can't do this. We got to figure out what the fuck happened with this snowmobile and why you think you saw people flying and why, you know, where was the real murder weapon? Because the Shichishito is an incredibly, uh, it's a seven branched sword. So it's, we, we get into the details about like, oh, it, it, if it would have stabbed into Elise, it would have created so much blood, you know, and there was quite frankly, not that much blood instead. So there must have been a different uh, murder weapon. So that that's what we're set up with. Uh, is kind of like the hanging uh, parts that uh, that Phoenix needs to investigate in the next segment as he uh, recovers in the hospital room and starts to go out on his own. Uh, so sorry, you were about to say something, Tiago. Yo, this case is fucking wild. I <laughs> very rare. Like I think the last time where I truly had no idea what the fuck was happening was. Uh... Like, case 1-5, right? Because, like, every other case, like, when you get halfway through it, you can kind of see where the threads are, like, lining up, right? And this one is, mm-hmm. like, alright, so there's two irises, probably, and maybe she's a twin sister, and maybe Dahlia's here. Um, How the fuck did the nun see the lady get stabbed, but then she got stabbed again? What the fuck was that? Are there ghosts mm-hmm. involved? Is it a ghost thing? Was oh, lady... it's gotta be a ghost thing, right? Was Lady Bikini hallucinating? Was is Dahlia dead and Maya was channeling Dahlia and that's why oh. Bikini saw another uh, Iris? What the fuck mm-hmm. is happening? 
<laughs> it's like I've ne- I've never been so lost in a case where I'm just like I genu- the only thing I am almost sure about is the fact that um I don't think uh fucking Larry saw someone fly. I think because his head was upside down that he saw someone fall from a bridge and because he was looking at it upside okay. down that oh, it I was, like it. It was flight. Cuz he See, I I was up? thinking like oh somebody got hit by lightning so they went flying like that was like all i could think of does that mean <laughs> but that would imply that either iris or dahlia got struck by lightning and is on the other side of the thing. i don't know is maya's dead like she's been under a waterfall for like two days so like... <laughs> yeah maya's probably died up by now and pearl Dad. i'm so scared that like somehow this event was like Pearl channeling somebody, and that's why we don't see Pearl. And then now Pearl's dead. I really don't want Pearl to die. I don't think Pearl I don't, will no, die. No, they're not going to kill Pearl. They're, She's no she, child death. They can't kill children. They literally can't. Or they have to change the rating. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's M. I I just like I got so concerned for Pearl because I'm like, where the fuck is she? It's very cold out. I am worried about that. I'm worried she's like like comedy like cartoon style frozen in an ice block or something <laughs> good thing that's she's, that's she's I'm in there about. and i'm out here god damn it Des, i was trying to get that <laughs> she's in there and we're out here and i'm flying over the bridge and that's the attorney <laughs> and the attorney is falling the attorney is falling um yep. i i think playing as miles edgeworth is actually kind of amazing because i like seeing hearing his barks I was so excited. I Yeah, he has he, his hold it voice. It sounds yeah. so British. Also, um, very important to note that uh, Godot does not face Miles Edgeworth because Godot doesn't give a shit about Miles Edgeworth. However, oh, yeah. Miles Edgeworth oh, yeah. managed to call in a ringer. <laughs> and that ringer is a one German lady by the name of Francisca von Karma. Yep. So you get, uh, Miles, what he does is he explicitly tells Gumshoe that he pulls some strings. Uh, A, he gets a different judge who has only met him once or twice, Canada a.k.a. Judge. the Canadian judge. I, I miss Old <laughs> Man Judge. I, I, I I'm really Canada. afraid that we're not going to see Old Man Judge by the end of the game. <laughs> I, we have to. He has to be in the last case of the trilogy, right? I, if he isn't, I'm, I'm legit kind of upset. Because yeah. he's like, <laughs> one I don't of the want Canada ca- judge anymore. They show up this mysterious guy who looks like another guy from the past, and then he just disappears. Oh my god, I want old man judge back. So, but yeah, and Edgeworth says, in addition to getting the judge switched, he also gets the prosecutor switched, uh, and it's very easy because yes, Francisca is like, of course, I would take any opportunity to beat my brother, you know, my adopted brother into the ground. Yep. Doesn't, he, doesn't he tell her that she's going to be facing Phoenix? And that's the only reason she came over? She, she says something to the effect of like, oh, I thought I would be facing Phoenix, right? You know? Mm-hmm. I don't. Oh, okay. I thought. So maybe he does lure her in with that. But yeah, I thought that um she that he did say that it was, that Miles was like, yeah, you're going to be facing me because. I think at any opportunity, Phoenix Wright would, I I think Francisca Von Karma would just, isn't the whole thing is that she has a grudge against Miles Edgeworth and not Phoenix? I mean, I'm sure she- Well, Phoenix Phoenix personally defeats her in court. Yes. Um, Miles can't do that because he is also a prosecutor, so they're never actually against each other. 
I know. She wanted to she wanted to prove that she could beat Phoenix, who was somebody who Miles could not beat. I basically. see. Okay. So like that 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 it's still it is still all comes back to beating Miles, but just in a roundabout way. Yes. She's she wants to beat up both of them. She has a grudge against uh, both of them. She whips so. uh the judge, she whips Larry, who honestly deserves it. She, yeah, uh, bikini, that was a lot going on there. Bikini's an interesting character. I kind of like Bikini. Her Bikini's animations great. are pretty I, her, fun. Yeah, her sprites are really good. She's yeah. like legitimately like I actually like her, like her when she like screamed. I was like, oh my god, you're animated, dude. Relax. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, to to be clear uh, to folks who haven't uh, looked or played at any of this segment of the game, uh, Bikini is another nun. Uh, she's a bit she's shorter and a bit more like she's portrayed a bit you know more rotund. Uh, which, you know, thankfully they don't really lean into too much as far as comedy goes. Uh, so there's not too many like fat phobic jokes or anything going on with her. Most Instead, of the jokes are like, she's older, which right. also she's not talks about she's also back. Like, <laughs> short. Yeah. yeah. She's like Dora. Uh, so they, they get her some crates to stand on. So, you know, so that she can get up, uh, onto the witness stand and that sort of thing and be up at a, a proper height. And, uh, in, indeed, her sprite was intentionally made shorter to save on space in this game. Uh, they literally were like, what character could we save some sprite space on? And they're like, well, if we make bikini shorter, <laughs> wow. uh, we could save it. a couple kilobytes. So, uh, so they did that. And that was, they just wrote that into the character. And we I, had to do that instead of getting a young gumshoe. You know, I was thinking about the other well, day. Well, listen. <laughs> I was I, gonna, go ahead. Uh, you know, what I was thinking about I'm the never, other day. I'm never gonna forgive. Them. Is that I was listening to someone on YouTube, and then they're, they're just like, "Don't you remember when the game where Gumshoe was kind of hot?" And I, whenever I hear that sentence, I think about your <laughs> deaths. Which? What are they talking about? Because he's the same in every game. Exactly. Yeah. I, you know, Gumshoe's cool. I loved Miles and Gumshoe doing the phoenix and maya like gumshoe is my maya and we're running around doing stupid shit together like exactly yeah and i just i was this is the first time since like the first game where i was so delighted to just like click on everything just to hear what miles would say about it um uh, yeah like present every like every character profile like listen to him like bitch about larry um <laughs> He's so he's so sick of all this magic mumbo jumbo. He doesn't understand what the psycho locks are for. But he, Phoenix told him they did something, so he's rolling. And he immediately is smart enough to realize that he can use it as a lie detector. Right. Instantly. More or less. Uh, um, I think, just very good. <laughs> I think playing as Miles Edgeworth is a treat, and... Low key, this just makes me kind of excited for Miles Edgeworth Investigations. Yes, where we get to play a whole game as this little fella. Um, mm -hmm. I wonder if Gumshoe will be there. I don't know. He has to be there, right? He's he's the Maya. I feel like I feel like <laughs> what's gonna happen is that Miles is gonna move to another country, and then he's gonna get his own Maya, who's like European or something. <laughs> Um, I mean, he does keep leaving the country. Like he's been out of the country multiple times. Like every is this just like what he does whenever he and Phoenix break up? He's like, mm, uh, I'm going to France. Like, yeah, like, exactly. He's like, I'm which, gonna go. <laughs> I just it's fine, I guess. I just but... imagine him like, I'm going out for coffee, and then he just goes to Paris and gets a coffee. Yeah, 
He's so, you know. <laughs> he just goes there for like a quick coffee lunch and comes back and be like, all right, I had some time to think about it. And we're just like, we're just debating <laughs> lunch. Like, <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, we broke up, so I'm going to Europe again. Goodbye. I will now visit the Alps. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, like, that is, that's probably just what a little doing. casual afternoon yeah. uh, journey. And like, Phoenix is like, can I come? And he goes, mm, no. He's feeling, yeah, he leaves his feelings for Phoenix in this in Japanifornia while he goes to Europe. Yep. Um, so, like, playing as him as a tree, Francisca von Karma is like the... It's like she never left, honestly. Um, I was so happy when I saw... I heard her voice, and I was like, oh, It's her! Um, I don't have anything to say about Canadian Judge, because I don't feel for him. He's not funny. I wish that he... I know why he's there, but I wish he was funnier. I like. I have nothing against him being Canadian. I have something against him being not funny. Like, Yeah, yeah his like one bit is A, that he's Canadian, and B, that he goes, I'm not sure about this. I don't know how yeah. I feel about that. Like, I don't me know how neither, I feel buddy. about this. I don't know how to feel about how to not feel about this. And I'm like, buddy... You're a judge. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I the thing about the other judge is that he's so whimsical. He's like, I he's kind of dopey. Like he's just like a friend, you know. Like I love I, him. He, he's like a cool. He he's like, I don't know. He just reminds you of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And, okay. Yeah, I'll take it. And like. He he'd honestly be like, "Oh bother!" And are like, you are you saying Disney Winnie the Pooh or Public Domain Winnie the Pooh? Oh, that that new <laughs> that new movie where he's a serial killer—that's the one I'm referencing. <laughs> that's pub, oh, Public yeah. Domain. Public Domain, baby. Um, because like the the fucking scene where someone like he was like, "This is my card," and he's like, "Oh, thank you." Then he hands him his card back is fucking hilarious. Oh, that's so good. Still, <laughs> that's legitimately one of the funniest bits. Take a look at this, Judge. Oh, thank you. Here's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Genuine, yeah, it is genuinely one of the funniest jokes in the in the games. The thing is, uh, ugh, I just don't like this new judge. I don't feel for him. Yeah, no, that's that's all right. Well, he's regular uh, judge's brother. Well, I, well, now I know why they don't talk much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing I think that's uh, really interesting here is that uh, in Takumi's blogs uh, about this case. Uh, is that he was quite stressed about this uh, final case. He wanted to make sure he nailed it. Uh, and uh, I, I'm again reading from his blog posts that were translated by uh, Gyakuten Saiban li- Library. <clears throat> uh, the person there who runs that blog, Ash, uh, translates all of these uh, and does incredible work. And uh, yeah, uh, he says here, uh, I had already mentioned this in my earlier column, but I had an abandoned version of this episode, Midway. At the end of 2002, I had already decided on a big outline of the story, the trick, and the setting back then, and we had even gone to stay at the temple in the mountains for both research and training, but it all came tumbling down. I still have half a year before we actually start the final episode, so she'll do something, I thought. The she was, of course, the goddess of fate. I consciously turned my face away from reality, and thus started development on the first episode. So he had an outline for the final case and then felt like it didn't work and tossed it out. And But it had a lot of the same building blocks, right? 
And then he was like, well, we got to start working on the game. So I'll start on game, you know, first case and we'll figure it out as we go. Uh, half a year later, by the time the story of Terry Falls had been finished in the form of a game, <laughs> I was cradling my head in my arms in worry. I had half a year, but I had come up with nothing. You will understand, I think, but during development of individual episodes, I didn't have the time to think about other matters. Anyway, there was no time anymore. Let's just use the scenario of Investigation Part 1 that I wrote at the end of last year as is. I just have to work on everything from the trial part on while working on this first part. Two weeks later, by the time the first Investigation Part had been finished in the form of a game, I was cradling my head in my arms in worry. Oh, no. <laughs> there was no time anymore. Let's just use the trial part from the scenario I had abandoned midway. The real fight is the second half. Oh my this god! This is so, so relatable. He he, he tossed a whole case, you know, whole first half of a case out because he thought it didn't work, and then brought it back in anyway because he didn't have any other options. So this was his like first go at it that he thought wouldn't work and instead he's like okay we're gonna use this and he uh he does he does have a eureka moment after they finish the the first trial the second the first trial part uh he doesn't say specifically what happened uh his only quote that he says here is however on that friday all problems i had became entangled with in just a second i was freed of all that like it was magic thanks to my instincts the atmosphere and a lucky break from the goddess of fate. Uh, so he does not go into any other details about what exactly his Eureka moment was here in this specific blog post. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more next episode, but, um, but yeah, basically he's, he's laying the tracks down <laughs> for this final case as he goes, instead of the prep that he usually does and trying to write everything way in advance. Uh, so I think that's very interesting and I'm curious if y'all will feel that that's evident. Uh, in 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 it as we get here uh, to the final case, so um, but uh, yeah, very very relatable to be like, oh my god, I got to figure this out <laughs> before uh, as everybody else is, is working on on the rest of the game, you know, breathing uh, down your neck essentially. When you just you're finishing your paper and it's three a.m. and it's due at noon tomorrow. I, I mm -hmm. literally have to work on a project later today, so I feel that. <laughs> yeah, um, it's think, so relatable. Here's the thing, is that the setup for this case is actually, like, kind of insane. And I kind of love it. Like, I this might be one of my favorite cases, because this case simply is throwing me for a loop constantly. And I have no idea what actually happened. And Miles Edgeworth is like, I actually have no idea what the fuck is happening. <laughs> he literally shows up and he's like, Phoenix asked me to just like do this. And I um, kind of owe him a big one. Also, yeah. like, dead ass. Just that line where he goes like, is this how Phoenix feels all the time? Like, I'm about to die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Gumshoe's uh -huh. like, yeah, that's how he feels all the time. Now, like, I can't believe <laughs> that, like. He gets to experience a different form of anxiety. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like he... A new, hitherto-for unknown form of defense attorney anxiety. Oh my he God. does the, like, he, like, finds a contradiction. He's like, oh, wow, this is great. And he just, like, stone face. Like, oh, I see, I see the appeal. No reaction. <laughs> <Right>. Like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm actually kind of dripped out right now. 
Like, just like, him going to the judge. I think I'm hot shit right now, judge. And the judge is like, I don't know how to feel about that. He always thinks he's hot shit. Like, and he's, like, using all this, like, stupid-ass, like, flowery language and, like, yada, yada, yada. And, and it's just, like, you thinking this all the time in your head, aren't you? I also like the fact that he was able to pull out three different contradictions. And mm-hmm. that was, I... Out of one piece of evidence. Out of one piece of evidence. <laughs> and I was like, damn, Miles, shit. Fuck. Also, that scene, that line where he just goes, like, I actually don't know where to start with this line. There's too many contradictions. And Larry's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I, Larry is, digest- more, this is probably my favorite version of Larry so far. Out of our Larry encounters that we've had in the past. Mm-hmm. In the pa- Aren't you like artist Larry the best? Artist Larry is the best. I think it's cute. I, I thought his sketch wasn't too bad, honestly. I think this might actually be his thing. Like he's it's always a fully rendered painting. Like there's color and everything. He's... Yeah, like Francisca goes like, "This is actually better than I thought it was going to be," and I was like, "Me too, Francisca. Me too." We all thought. We all <laughs> thought it was like, because Larry's always been kind of like a craftsman, right? Like he built that statue clock that killed Mia. Yeah, uh, crafty. He got the steel samurai balloon up with all the uh, the banners and stuff like that. He's a crafty fella, so like, I think he just needs to put himself. To, I think honestly, he has ADHD, and needs to put his outlet into a creative form. You know what I mean? He also does yeah, have he, terminal simp disease. He does also have yeah, terminal he, simp disease. He he needs to get it back. Yeah, he needs an artistic outlet instead of chasing women. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, this time he didn't uh say any egregiously creepy comments. And I do appreciate that. Yeah, he actually does seem to be, like, respecting Iris as much as he possibly can. And, like, um, he still thinks that he's going to marry her already, though. Yeah, yeah that no, is a he's problem. he's a dipshit. <laughs> I do like that when he has a conversation with Maya, though, that, like, every time he, like, compliments Maya, it's more like you, like, compliment your, like, cousin, like, oh, you're look at you, you're looking more adult every day, you know what I mean? Like, I, it, it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, this is the most, like, norm i want to say normal because larry is nothing but normal um <laughs> and like the scenes where he's like this is it miles i'm gonna i'm gonna battle you to the finish here as a childhood friend and miles is just like i actually don't like you because <laughs> <laughs> like, um, i i again spent a lot of time presenting every possible profile to gumshoe to hear what what everyone had to say um, if you present Larry's profile, Gumshoe, like, talks about Larry for a little while, and then he's like, oh, uh, Mr. Edgeworth, sir, you don't seem very interested in him. And Miles is like, I'm not. I'm and, it was just... <laughs> <laughs> and if you present Maya's profile, um, I think Edgeworth makes a midichlorians joke about... Yeah, that was ins- He was I'll... like, God. You, f- you fucking <laughs> dork. You, you nerd, Mister Edgeworth. Huge episode. Yeah, if Edgeworth knows about midichlorians, then he knows, and he made a Secret joke nerd. about him. So wait, does this imply that like Miles Edgeworth is actually like a huge sci-fi fan? Because I know early in the series he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm a fan of the Steel Samurai," but I thought he was just saying that to be polite towards the actor, which is like something he would do, just lie. To be polite to a person. Well, he did have that steel samurai figurine in his office. Yeah, but he received that yeah. as a gift from old lady uh, Windbag. And so, do you think he would have kept it if he didn't like it? I think he would actually feel some sort of moral obligation. He would 
he is the type of person who would be like, I have to do this because someone gave me a gift, even if I hate it. I don't think so. You don't think I so? think he's an asshole. I think he would put it in a storage room, but he displayed it in his office. I, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, like, Miles Edgeworth, huge sci-fi fan, loves going to San Diego Comic-Con. Um, I... God, actually playing as Miles Edgeworth made me like Miles Edgeworth a lot more. Like, I always kind of liked him, but, like, playing as him every, is actually inherently hilarious. Every episode, you're like, I think I like Miles Edgeworth now. You <laughs> <laughs> Listen! <laughs> he's a little bit more tolerable every episode. it turns out when a character has growth and depth they're interesting to play yeah. as who knew i didn't like him i didn't like him at first when i very like I, when i first started playing the game because he was so obnoxious yeah and then i played the game where van francisca shows up and i'm like wow i actually kind of like edgeworth now yeah you kind of miss him and then like yeah, you fucking he comes in and he, and then he get you have to play like little baby Edgeworth this game you get to see him, baby Edgeworth. <laughs> I want to imagine that they're like um, <laughs> I just had this very silly thought process which was like if there was a Phoenix Wright gotcha game there'd be so many different versions of Edgeworth. They would be like they don't make gotcha games they just keep re-releasing the trilogy. Yeah, that's true. I don't God. want them to make a gotcha game. I mean, what I what would they do a gotcha game with Phoenix, right? Like, what are they going to do? Like, oh, you roll for Phoenix and now you got to solve a murder? Like, that'd be not a good gotcha game. No, I mean, you don't do anything <laughs> in the gotcha game. You just roll. That's not true. It would There's be like it would RPG. be like a it would be like a Steel Samurai gotcha game. That you know what? That would actually be kind of sick if there was a Steel Samurai gotcha game and you get to play as like all the Steel Samurai versions. You remember the last time there was a Steel Samurai? He was like a bad guy. He was like, it's yeah, true. he murdered someone. Yeah, and then like Edgeworth was there. I just started thinking about that. Um, I don't have anything to say right now. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, I I will say then. Um, as far as the uh, like the whole of this first half here, then. Uh, I think. Uh, I think. Personally, I think this is a really uh this is a really like compelling start and it sets up a lot of like pieces on the board. Um from a storytelling perspective, I can see like, okay, you're putting a lot of pieces on this board and we're gonna try to use them, <laughs> you know, however you can. Uh and yeah, you gotta bring everybody back in. You gotta have Maya here, you gotta have Pearl, you gotta have Larry, uh my Edgeworth and Gumshoe, like you got to kind of get all the hit, the hits in for this, you know this final here? case. The original judge isn't with us. The whole party, can't, the whole gang's not together. He's got it. He's coming back. He's got to. You know he's the killer. You know who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah. Speaking speaking of predictions, then do does that, does anybody have any predictions for how they think the rest of this case is going to go? Because we typically don't get to to talk about yeah. a case mid case so i have a couple of ideas one of which i outlined already which was of course the uh somebody got hit by lightning and flew across the bridge i mm -hmm. love tiago's <laughs> concept of larry seeing someone falling because it's upside down yeah right. i think that's that's a really good bet um i think somebody is possessed by somebody's spirit and i like yeah, there are a lot of spirit mediums in this there's, one. There's spirit mediums. Iris gives you her demon protection hood. Mm-hmm. Like. To make and, her and possessed then, by a demon? 
yeah does she, does she get possessed by a demon who's the demon <laughs> like is has dahlia just been satan this whole time i can't i can't imagine that's it dahlia hawthorne got uh fucking killed in prison and is now possessing iris yeah, like that makes sense. Dahlia Dahlia died and is possessing Iris seems reasonable. Uh, Iris being her identical twin. Out of context, though, it does not make. Yeah, sense. Iris being That'll her be identical twin, crazy. and it, it kind of makes sense. Um, we haven't seen um Miss Morgan Fay, Mrs. Morgan Fay, anywhere. Yeah, they um, they yeah. did Pearl, Pearl's they bomb, did yeah. set her up to be a big baddie like the Thanos. Yeah, so somebody she could be. I don't think she's Iris being possessed by Dahlia. I don't think that's it, but it's I think not unreasonable. Um, what's up with Elise? Maybe Elise is Morgan. What do we know? What if Elise is Misty Fay? Because like. What if- What's up? What if Godot is Misty Fay? <laughs> that's 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 what I want. What Somebody, G- one of them could be Misty Fay. You make I've, a good point. Because, <laughs> like, think about it. Like, there's the painting of Misty Fay, and then there's the fact that like Maya has not seen her mother in like ten plus years, so th- she wouldn't recognize her mom. And yeah. then there's like a reason that that Elise and him came here. Oh, and she was she was paying a lot of attention to Pearl and being sweet for her and seemed genuinely concerned that Pearl was missing. Yeah. Okay, Elise could be Misty. Elise could be Misty. Uh, Anybody could be Misty. Anybody- what if Godot is Morgan Fay? <laughs> <laughs> what if what if Morgan Fay is dead is possessing Iris? I here's the thing that gets me the that, most, right? Hmm. First of all, that's not gonna happen. That last thing I just said is probably not gonna occur. Um, I'm just like, there hasn't been a payoff for Morgan Fay, right? Because like I feel like there has to be a payoff. Two, yeah, she wants to kill Maya. She wants to kill Maya. The thing about it though is that like, how do we explain Bikini seeing uh, Iris pull a sword out of this lady? Unless <laughs> there are two murder victims, there's two different murders, which occurred here. You know what I mean? Like, because like we only have one body. Yeah, but if uh, Larry saw someone flying over a bridge and that person was actually falling, then the second corpse would have simply just been tossed off the bridge. That could have been the person that uh, Larry saw flying. So you think Maya got murdered and thrown off the bridge? No, I think um. Uh, I think that, oh, I'm getting Slack notifications right now from a project and I got really scared. I mean, we know Dahlia's an Olympic quality swimmer and has made this exact (laughs) same jump before and survived. This exact same bridge, exact same river. I I just think that it, like, here's, here's the biggest thing. Are the wounds consistent in, uh, I guess you wouldn't be able to tell if the wounds were consistent in Elise's body, if they're consistent with both a katana or like a sword or whatever. And the seven branch sword, right? Because the seven branch sword going in second would like change the wounds. I think that I I do think that there is a pot unless this corpse was stabbed twice for some reason. I cannot. I think I, that's what they're implying is that she was stabbed once with the murder weapon, and then the scene was set to make it look like she had been stabbed by the seven pointed sword. 
which is really gnarly. And and you would have the... multiple stab wounds because it's got seven prongs on it. Yeah, make it impossible to ever identify what actual weapon was used to kill her. The thing that um, the thing that gets me the most is that like when Bikini saw Iris pulling a sword out of uh-huh. Elise. Elise was facing the left, but when when the body was like propped against the Amy stat the Ami statue, it was facing the right. What the fuck well, is up with that? Bikini did what any good uh, witnesser of violence would do in a Phoenix Wright game and fainted immediately, that's... as I recall. <laughs> that's fair. Just like everyone does. So that gives somebody plenty of time to set the scene. Um... Now, is the person who set up the scene the person who did the murder? We don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I straight up don't know what is happening. Like, at all. Like yeah, I, I think I'm we're, lost. we're missing. Some and clues. I will say that there, there, yeah, there is going to be a whole other element that will be introduced in the next segment here. Yeah. So they... your predictions, uh, we will find out if they are accurate or not. I... But they will only, they will still only be part of the whole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I do think Tiago is Tiago betting any money on anything. Fine. I don't <laughs> no. anything. I'm certain of also, enough of. Oh to my bet god, money. we. Ha- we have to bring up the bit in which Larry looks Edgeworth dead in the eye and says, Larry or Edgeworth, I will bet you one American dollar <laughs> that I'm telling the that I'm telling the truth. God, he, he, his that. first thing is that he brings up he's, it's the first thing he goes to. He's like, I'll bet you a whole dollar, Edgeworth oh. <laughs> when he's in the middle of court. Oh my god. Uh, and I'm sorry, it just made me think of, of your guys' bet <laughs> immediately and we, we lost it. Oh, yeah, it was very, it was very good. funny. I can't believe I'm Larry coded. <laughs> That could happen to anyone. Self own. Self shut up. Uh. <laughs> um Hey, what Larry's uh. trying to get some character development despite uh, Edgeworth and the Canadian judge bullying him. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh alrighty. Uh did anybody have any last uh thoughts about this uh this segment here before we wrap up not pre- i don't even have any game rose's gameplay complaint corner i don't really have much uh edgeworth was kind of there he was really good he, like if i didn't know what was happening edgeworth would be like i need to look at this and i was like oh thank god you're smart like because he doesn't <laughs> have a sidekick so he's just sort of doing it <laughs> and all by himself and he, he helped me out i found it fairly easy this time around um, yeah. I genuinely don't know what's going to occur in the next, uh, following segments, and I really hope this lands well. If it doesn't land well, I'm gonna be kind of miffed. I feel like if well, it we didn't... didn't... Ben didn't go in saying that this was a case that people found annoying. Yeah. I think... We did, we did warn you last time that was the case. <laughs> I have a feeling that if this case landed really poorly and sucked... We might not be doing this podcast right now. <laughs> I no, there's that's a reasonable guess because I I don't think guess, that Phoenix but... Wright would have evolved into the beloved classic that it is now. What I think it was a classic and well, hmm. yeah, I guess there's no way to know unless we like finish the case. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. they uh, got more games afterwards. So yeah, we 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 will see what y'all think uh, as far as resolution goes. But uh, personally, I I was always 
fairly satisfied with how this ended. Um, but uh, we will see, uh, depending the, on uh, I, what the rest of you think. Go the ahead. finale on all three of these cases, are, I don't think, are bad. I just had the complaint for the first one. It's just that it was too long. But mm-hmm. it's because the end of the first case was supposed to be in the second game. And I, I think, generally, uh, Shu Takumi is really good at writing climaxes. Uh, I think he's really good at it. The, these ending cases have always been really solid. And, uh, like, I'm, I'm now thinking of final cases in other games, and I have never really been super dissatisfied with how these cases end. So, uh, I, I, I genuinely think that he's, he's got a good handle on how to wrap up a story. So, uh, yeah, we will, uh, come back to this case, uh, in two weeks time. Uh, we're going to wrap up the second half of this. So if you are playing along, you can, uh, go ahead and finish the rest of three, five. And then, uh, if you're watching along with the, uh, let's play, uh, we will be doing, uh, a two, two more episodes, uh, coming up here the next two Saturdays. So by the time you hear this podcast, the, Next investigation phase, we'll have already played through it, and we'll be getting ready to play through the uh, final bit uh, this coming Saturday. So if you are listening to this on the day it comes out, get ready if you'd like to watch this Saturday to see the entire trilogy wrap up uh, on stream. Uh, If you want to get alerts and keep uh, updated on everything that's coming out, you can follow us at Ace Attorney Pod on Twitter. And if you'd like to follow me, uh, you can follow me at Yotsuben. Desi, where can people find you? At Yes, This Is Des on Twitter. And Tiago? Uh, you can follow me at Tiago S. Dutra on Twitter. All right. And Rose? Uh, you can find me at Traumarts on Twitter. Please buy my art. You can also find me at Rose Nonsense. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We hope you'll rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Next episode, like I said, we'll be wrapping up with the second half of Case 3-5. And we'll be also wrapping up the whole trilogy, and we'll be talking about also our thoughts for the trilogy as a whole. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. 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 God damn it.